What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Living Electric. We're back after our, our month hiatus. Took a little time to recharge. Pardon the pun, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were both getting kind of getting kind of worn down with just everything going on. Needed a little break, but we're back now and excited as ever. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I remember how to podcast, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so bear with us. If, I've been... Yeah. Li- Literally thinking of that line all day today. I'm like, what's some type of like lame joke I could say? But <laughs> no, it's good to be back. I mean, like, I feel like the time off really gave us a chance to catch up on things. I know that we've been extremely busy um, outside of Living Electric. So it feels Definitely. good to be back. I'm, I'm happy to talk about things again. For sure. Um, and one thing before we start, this episode should come out on Monday before Election Day. So if you haven't made a plan to vote or voted early or anything like that, please try to do that. This is a pretty big election and especially on the local level, like look into candidates that are running. Like that's really where a lot of the change happens is on the local level. Um, I know we oftentimes get distracted by the, the high level, uh, high level politicians and stuff, but locally is really where, where you can make an impact. So there's my, my little citizen plug (laughs) to start. (laughs) No, that's it. That's a good plug. I mean, change comes with policy. So especially with EVs, you know, if we can get people who represent EVs in a very positive way, and you know push that especially on a local level that's just going to be beneficial for everybody so definitely definitely. go out and vote (laughs) yep um so today's topic uh some exciting personal news actually uh my fiance not my fiance and i just bought a house so we are we are going through that uh, process for the first time um very overwhelming very stressful part of the reason we actually had to take this break was just going through all the house stuff because it's my first time and i don't know what i'm doing so (laughs) a lot i had to learn and and study up on and and make sure we're doing things the right way so uh but we bought a house it's it's really cool i wish i could show everybody but i don't want to dox myself um (laughs) but uh (laughs) Bottom line is it's a it's an older house with a detached garage, which I think Brandon and I are in very similar situations uh, where we have a detached garage where we store our cars for the most part. And uh, obviously that that complicates kind of the, the home charging setup when you don't have a garage that's attached to your main electrical panel and um, setting your home up for an EV can get increasingly more difficult the farther away you go from that main electrical panel, which I know you ran into just with your current house, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly the reason why we just installed the charger directly on the side of our house versus, you know, the detached garage that's like 25 to 30 feet away because right. it was pricey yeah. <laughs> based on what they were quoting us. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and you're lucky though, that your driveway runs like right past your house. So it's yeah. kind of more convenient to put it there almost because your, your car is driving right past there anyway. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, ideally, especially in the winter time, it would be nice to have like the charger in the garage, but yeah, it, it kind of works out at the moment. Right. So our house is set up differently where we, we actually don't have a driveway, which is kind of weird. So I don't know if I've even told you this, Brandon, but we have a city owned alleyway that is next to our house, like little paved, it looks like a driveway. It's like a paved road that runs right next to our, our garage. Um, that's actually not owned by us. That's owned by the city and it actually connects to somebody else. But bottom line, that doesn't, that doesn't go past our house. It's kind of on the other side of our property than, than the house is. And that's what connects to the, the two car garage in the past. They had a 
30 amp circuit, which if you don't know what that means, that's, that's basically like enough to power two outlets, like, <laughs> like run, <laughs> run, uh, run basically across the yard underground. And then they actually had to take it up above ground and ran it like on the steel structure across to the top of the garage. And then it goes down into an electrical panel in the garage. So like this weird kind of underground above ground scenario to get the power into the garage. Um, the other nice part about the house is it's got like this beautiful like garden throughout the whole thing. There's all kinds of plants. It's tons of stuff's growing in there, but unfortunately like a tree has grown so big that it's taken over where that wire was running. So, Oh no. Yeah. Not very safe to, <laughs> to have <Yeah>. like live <laughs> wires that, especially if you're trying to charge a car or something like that running above there. Yeah. Um, so bottom line, we needed new power run to our garage to power anything in the garage. We could use, keep using that circuit, but definitely not the safest way to do it. Um, so started looking into options and figuring out what to do there. And we, or I decided more than, more than Mallory, cause <laughs> I'm the, I'm the electrical nerd in the relationship. Um, we basically needed to run new, new electrical out to our garage. So we were trying to figure out what to do there. And if you aren't familiar with electrical work at all, the main two drivers of cost are the distance. So like how far are you actually running the wire or the, the conduit in this case, and what size wire you're doing. Cause when you, as soon as you make the wire bigger, that multiplies by how many feet you're doing. Right. <laughs> so yep. it can quickly add to the budget. Um, so I kind of decided, like, I guess, like, what do you think? What would you do in that situation, Brandon? If you're like, my garage needs new, new power, like, what would you, <laughs> what would you think? <laughs> I would hope for a random windstorm to knock down the garage <laughs> and then build it closer to the house. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, because that's what I'm hoping for our garage. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a that's a good question. I mean. I would try to like evaluate like what maybe maybe not by going by the bare minimum. I feel like in this instance you kind of want to meet in the middle instead of like going over the top. Like if you meet yeah. in the middle and you start the project and realize you need a little bit more wiggle room, at least yeah. you you know expected that. But yeah. it's kind of it's kind of tough to say because I don't have that background either. Right? So. <laughs> yeah. So you're. I mean, you're exactly right. We kind of had two options. It's do we just. Ex replace the existing existing wire that's going out there probably the lower cost option um just total project cost to do that but because we've got to tear up the yard um generally it's better if you want to like quote unquote future proof which i i hate that term because it's such a like backwards like term of how to do things because like future proofing is almost never like financially worth it but that's yeah. kind of what we're doing in this case is we are we had to tear up the yard already. We knew we were going to have to trench across the entire yard to put in conduit. I'm using a lot of industry terms here. I've realized, but like <laughs> trenching is basically digging a little like a path for the wire to go. The conduit is just what the wire goes in. So it's kind of weather sealed. Um, we had to do both of those things already. So we've basically decided to put enough for a hundred amp, uh, sub panel to go in our garage. So wow. instead of just running a single wire out there, we're basically running enough to power a whole new electrical panel in our garage off of our main panel that's in the basement. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah. definitely like, like you said, you don't want to go overboard, but I'm like, 
I was think, kind of doing the math. I'm like, if we have one fast, or if we have one EV charger, eventually get a second car, like 100 amps will be more than enough to to handle two cars charging there is basically kind of what I wanted to build it for. And if I'm like, personally, if I'm testing a charger and I need more power, like I want to basically have it ready for anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And our other thought was too, I, I, I think we could probably do this, but I mean, power could go both directions, right? So if eventually we added maybe solar on our garage, we could then use that same wire to push power back to the house and like set up some sort of scenario like that. So I'm like, as, since we're going to have the yard torn up anyway, like, let's just put anything we may need in there now. And then we can worry about like any, anything we want to do with it later. At least the like capacity is there to do what we need to do. So it's still in process right now. We, I think the, the guys coming again next, uh, uh, this Saturday to kind of finish some things up, get the new panel wired and all that stuff. But I mean, Basically, this is kind of worst case scenario when it comes to upgrading your house for an EV, right? <laughs> I'm yeah. probably I'm probably spending like more than you would need to to get just it charger ready. Um, but granted, we're kind of starting like a step back because there wasn't proper electrical run of the garage in the first place. So, yeah. Any idea what what that would cost? You think, Brandon? Well, <laughs> so I'm just gonna go based off of my. You know, my experience, um, you know, when we were planning on like where we were going to put our charging station, but also the economy was in a totally different, like, <laughs> you know, point yeah. back then, but it was still going to be about $2,000 to dig up the yard and then, you know, run the wiring to our detached garage. So, and that was only for one charger. So, and that wasn't like doing any improvements because we already had, you know, room on our existing breaker. Um, so I don't know, five thousand dollars. Well, wait, 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 wait. Let me let me actually ask you this: Do you have to remove the tree as well? Like, do you have to dig no. that up and get? Okay, I'm gonna say five thousand. Final answer. You hit it exactly. Actually, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what the so, guy is charging us. <laughs> so what do what do I win? I feel like <laughs> I feel like I need like a dollar or something. Like. Yeah, you get to charge your car when you visit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll leave a good review on Yelp. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Wow, so exactly. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. So again, the the main driver of the cost is we're running basically like a hundred some feet worth of cable from our electrical panel out to our garage. So that's yeah. that's really what the the main expense is coming from. We looked at doing a couple of other things too, or like, could we just pull a new, I even thought about like pulling a new utility service, like just getting a new meter plugged in there instead of trying to run it from our panel. Yeah. Um, but the the closest pole is like even farther away. So it's like, you don't know what the utility is gonna cover in that case. Yeah. So all in yeah. all, I was kind of like, let's just, let's just bite it now. We're already spending a bunch to get the house kind of like up to what we want and buy new furniture and all this stuff. Like we're gonna be, this is kind of the, money saving phase of <laughs> or money money spending phase of home ownership so yep um we're like let's just get it done now <laughs> so yeah. yeah not not money i wanted to spend but i think in the long run it's gonna be it's gonna be good so yeah no i mean i think it's smart that you guys are doing it right now especially because yeah. you guys already have an ev and i'm assuming you know there's a second one coming right so right. it's good to be prepared because when we bought our house we didn't I had the Volt, you know, which I could plug mm. off of like a 110. So it's like a level right. two charger wasn't necessary. Right. But, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it really just goes to show you that every situation is going to be different depending on how much it might cost, like, the homeowner. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're uh, improving, like, an older house. You know, like, if yeah. you have to do work to make it more modern and, like, you know, equipped in a, in a modern way, it's going to be right. a lot more money <laughs> than if right. your house is, like, new. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. the one kind of, like, I guess, saving grace of this whole thing. And one thing I was looking for as we were looking for houses is, like, how new is the electrical? Because if we have to upgrade a whole electrical panel, like, that's where the big expense comes uh, in. Because, yeah. like, yeah. the panel alone can be a couple thousand. So, <laughs> like, yeah. it's, that can be really expensive. Luckily, they had just redone all the electrical in the house, like, before we bought it. So, brand new 200 amp panel, like brand new actual utility service that came into the house was all redone. Wow. Like, all of that was was new, which was good. Yeah, that we got lucky in that aspect too. Like, they, they rewired the entire house before we bought it. So, yeah, because that, that can be expensive too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that's mini, so, mini mean, home buying, mini home buying advice, I guess. If you do have an EV and you're looking for a new home, those are some of the things to look for, like to hopefully save yourself some money up front is like, I think, I think we'll definitely see in the future is like more homes will just be EV ready. Like I know mm -hmm. Columbus actually just passed like an ordinance where if you build a new house, it has to have like the proper circuit ran into the garage. At least it doesn't, you don't have to install a charger, but like at least have the make ready work. So it's like. The person just has to wire it up, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. the UK just passed that law, too. I think last year, like, any new homes has to yeah. have to be ready for an EV. Right, right. Yeah. Which I think is smart, yeah. honestly. I mean, that's, like, like I was just saying, like, that is where the big expense comes, is getting it ready to install the charger. Somebody showing up to your house and hooking up the wires is not the expensive part. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So Man. now I'm yeah. on the hunt for now I'm on the hunt for a home charger. So any suggestions there? I know I know we've we hashed this out in a previous episode, but I'm curious if you're Well, I'm actually changed. searching for one as well. So because Really? Okay. Yeah, now that we're getting a bunch of press cars, we need a way to track our, you know, our electricity. Oh yeah. So yeah. we're trying to figure out some good charging uh or like um chargers that like can provide like reporting on how much electricity we're using to fuel these vehicles. Yeah. Um so I've looked at the um NLX juice box. I really like that one. Um the wall box pulsar plus, I believe that's their level two yeah. is really nice in terms of reporting. Um and then I was looking at the I think it's called the um the Altus, the Atlas. I'm not sure. There's it. I'm going to see if I can find it. I've seen like a bunch of advertisements <laughs> about it, but yeah. um, let me see. Sorry, I'm I'm totally hijacking our episode right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. I think I know which company you're talking about, though. I think it's Altus or Altus or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I'm failing right now. I'll find it after after we record. <laughs> but um, it, it's it seems to be one of the most affordable networked uh, level two home charger that you can purchase. Um, gotcha. And then the other one I was looking at was the Universal Tesla wall connector that they just came out with. Yeah. But I don't. I can't find anything on Tesla's website to say what it provides in terms of reporting for mm -hmm. usage. Um, yeah. You know. So yeah, I'm not sure. I, I I actually did some research on that as well because I was thinking about getting a Tesla with the Tesla plug and then a Tesla one with the J plug. Cause with yeah. those, you can actually load balance them. 
Oh, yeah, um, that's right. So you yeah. can hook them both up to a panel and say, hey, between these two chargers, I don't want them going over X amount of amps because they'll blow my panel up. So yeah. <laughs> so you can <laughs> you can set it to basically throttle between the cars to make sure that they're not uh, it's not pulling too much power, which I thought was yeah. pretty cool. Because I'll definitely have to do that with if we have two cars charging, make sure they don't both ramp all the way up and then and then cause some some problems. So so I do have a question for you because I'm assuming the lightning is coming eventually. Um, yes. <laughs> are you guys prepping the house to have it be where you can power your house with the lightning? Like, is that some of the equipment you guys are installing? Cause I know there's like extra That's... things you need to do there. Yeah. Like if we end up doing any kind of backup home stuff, like we'll definitely need to do even more work to the house. So ideally that's something we can do. Um, with this kind of thing, we just, we just hooked up is making sure that that's, uh, we can still use that wire to basically hook the car into somehow and then push power back to the house. Also maybe charge another car, like stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you're going to end up needing more equipment. That's probably going to still be another like $10,000 to add all that stuff. So, I mean, it gets, it gets out of hand quick is the thing is like. I love I love the fact that this is the, the direction we're going, but I don't think a lot of people realize just how much equipment is necessary to even like get your home ready for some of this stuff. We'll let alone oh, the equipment itself. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, like it definitely seems like it's like a good thought, but I don't think it's being explained properly to, right. to drivers. Like right. I think so many people just assume you can just be like, oh, it's plugged in. Why isn't my house turning back on? Like yeah, yeah, because yeah. we experienced that with the EV6, the V2L adapter. I thought that it was you could it could handle more, and we plugged in an air fryer and a toaster, and it tripped. And I was like, mm -hmm. "Man, that toaster is pulling a lot of power." <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's probably because a toaster is a like it's probably a hundred percent efficient. <laughs> it takes it takes the full twelve amps or whatever and turns it directly <laughs> right. into heat. So <laughs> yeah, according yeah. to the EV6, it was pulling two kilowatts, which blew oh, yeah. my mind. Yeah, yeah, you would have yeah. tripped it the air fryer was like 1.4. I'm like, wow, the air fryer is way more efficient. I could cook a whole meal with this versus bread. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Blew my mind. But no, I, I'm excited for you guys. I mean, like you guys are definitely preparing yourself for the electric future. And it's really cool to kind of see the, like the, um, the juxtaposition between like an older home and like bringing it into yeah. the future. Like that's what we're doing with our house as well. Like just trying right. to modernize it as much as possible. Yep. Yeah, we're, you're exactly right. We're trying to kind of toe that line between like keeping the character of the old house, but also making sure it has all the, the modern amenities. So yeah. <laughs> I'm actually, cause we're going to be obviously like, I'm the walls behind me are pretty bare, but I want to build out like a more formal studio space. So I actually have a good background behind me and everything. Um, yeah. so I'm looking for, I'm looking for like carpet tiles right now. Cause we have like hardwood floor and I'm like my, my office or my studio slash office is going to look like such a like office compared to the rest of the house. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm trying to like, at least keep some character to it and make it interesting. But that's, that's been a struggle. So, well, that's the best part of home ownership is making it something that fits, you know, your personality right. as well as Mallory's personality and just making it your own, you know? That's what so I we love have about separate it. rooms for uh, for our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see how Tyler's in my office are. <laughs> right. Mine's filled right. with crap, and Tyler's is good. <laughs> it's nice and clean. <laughs> right. right. 
So I, so I do actually have a question for you before we, we wrap up. I'm actually not sure how long we've been recording. But um, <laughs> um, so, you know, when, when it comes to like how I mentioned earlier that this really goes to show how different situations are different in terms of like what you might need to install like a charging station. Um, and $5,000 is obviously a lot of money. Do you have any advice from your, you know, like your engineering background to provide to somebody who might be in like the similar situation? Like if they're, if they have questions or, you know, looking for some type of advice. Yeah. So, I mean, I think like everything else, you kind of want to know what you're getting into ahead of time. So my advice to most people is like, see if you could actually get away with not even upgrading anything. Like I've been using a level one, like just plug in the wall, like, <laughs> like using my mobile charger for my Tesla for the past over a year now. And that's been fine. Like there's been a couple cases where it's like, oh, we've got to stop at the fast charger for a few minutes before we head out on our trip. But those cases have been like few and far between. So if you're if you're okay with putting up with that every once in a while and don't want like the full convenience of home charging, then you can definitely do it. Um, even in my case, like there is a charge point station literally like within walking distance of our new house. So like yeah. if I really didn't want to spend the money, I could get away with just going over there every once in a while if I needed to charge up a little bit faster and just plug into the wall outlet. So there are certainly like other options and you don't need to go like full blown like electrical upgrade like I'm doing yeah. <laughs> here. Like I am definitely yeah. taking it to the extreme, but there's, I mean, there's a reason for that. Like I test, like, like Brandon, I test cars. I want to see different, I eventually want to get into testing home chargers. So I want to have a place where I can wire them up and test them and see how they perform and that sort of thing. So that's kind of what I'm setting up for. I'm definitely not the, the normal EV driver in yeah. that case. So <laughs> Um, that, that'd probably be my main advice. And then, I mean, also like if, uh, as we've said before, like if an EV truly doesn't fit your lifestyle, it may just not be the right time. Like you may eventually buy a house or, or have a situation where home charging makes a lot more sense. So I definitely like, just be smart about it. And like, it's definitely still got to fit your lifestyle and fit your, your driving more than anything, or else it's, it's not going to be a good experience. So yeah. <laughs> I think we're both realistic in that fact is like, Hey, if it doesn't fit your lifestyle, it doesn't, but I think it's still worth giving it a shot. Yeah. Can I give a piece of advice? Because I think all yes. of that was really good. Um, I just want to say to shop around in terms of like looking for an electrician to install, you know, whatever whatever you need to install to get your charger, you know, up and running because some, yeah. some electrical companies will charge others versus other companies where we found out that if we called around, we found a much more affordable, affordable option with the same amount of quality versus yeah. one that was going to charge us like three times more. So just be mindful. Yeah. There's other companies out there, but sometimes they don't perform as well as you need them to. Yeah. That's yeah. actually a great point. Um, probably a good thing to wrap up on here is the initial quote we got for this work was like close to $10,000. So Jeez. just by calling a second person, we saved half of our money. So yep. <laughs> I mean, in, in, if it were going to cost that much, it, we wouldn't have done it. Like we would have found something else to do or some other route to go for, for charging or getting the electrical redone. So mm -hmm. definitely, yeah. Definitely echo those remarks. Definitely shop around, see what other options are out there for, for electricians because all of them kind of have their own rates and how they calculate things. So, 
So always shop around. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. <Yeah. laughs> so. Well, I will say the one part of podcasting that I did forget is how to do an outro. <laughs> I feel like I've done so many YouTube videos. I'm like, like, it's We're not just cutting it here. <laughs> What'd you say? We're not just cutting it here. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I am excited to come check out the new house and get Definitely. a chance to charge my car off of, uh, off of this nice new service that you're going to be offering. It'll probably be on exactly. Yelp. So check that out. Um, <laughs> I'll be the only review. <laughs> actually, hey, now I could sleep in. Well, actually, no, if it's an alleyway, I'm not sure how that would look. But I was going to say now I could sleep in your driveway. <laughs> sleep in my garage or on the street. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. The Who's police pull up. Person? Yeah. <laughs> the police pull up. It's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I think that's a good outro. But um, yeah, it's good to be back. And thank you guys for continuing to support Living Electric. Um, I Definitely. hope you guys enjoyed the recharge episodes because I think that was a very clever title. So that's props <laughs> to Alex. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so we may do that time to time. I don't think we address that at all. Is like if we're off a week, we're gonna try to at least post something like some of our old content to re-listen to or listen to for the first time. Because I mean, we've got a a decent backlog now of episodes that I don't think a lot of our new listeners have heard. So yeah, uh, look out for those as well. But that'll do it. We'll talk to you in the next episode.